Um, I've got um, a few things to share. We're on a journey following Jesus together. And that's what we've been looking at. And it's been a difficult time with COVID and being in lockdown and coming out of lockdown. And um, what's on my heart is to share something about the Israelites three months after they'd come out of their own lockdown. And what happened three months after. And it's coming up to nearly three months after our lockdown, which is very interesting. And God's been talking to us about coming out of our tents, out of our caves, looking into the sky into eternity, changing our slippers for shoes, changing our comfortability. And um, the people of Israel had been um, slaves in Egypt. They'd been in a lockdown. They'd had no responsibility. They'd had people over them telling them what to do, telling them where to go, um, telling them what they can do, what they can't do, no thinking space for themselves. And they've been rescued by God come through amazing miracles, walked on dry land through a whole river, through the Dead Sea. They've had manna, they've had a pillar of cloud behind them, and and God has kept them safe. And they've quite liked this. And God has said to them, I'll carry you on eagle's wings. You're my treasured possession. Wonderful. God's kept them safe. I don't know if you've had a testimony during covid I've not talked to one person who's had an easy time. And yet God has kept us safe. And God has been faithful to us. And he's kept us on eagle's wings. And he's carried us like a treasured possession. We've got to this point three months on. And the Israelites come to a very different place. They come to the bottom of a mountain. And up this mountain is the presence of God. And not only that, he doesn't come as a quiet mouse. He's coming in thunder and lightning and trumpet sound. And this is what the Israelites were expecting. They liked the fact that God was feeding them and giving them water. He gave them quails. But here comes something that's different because all of a sudden, there's a God of glory and of eternity that they're having to face. And they're scared. And they don't want to meet God. And um, he calls them up the mountain and they say, oh, we're not going up the mountain. Moses, you go. You talk to God on our behalf because uh, that's too much for us. We like this over here. We like the quails in the manor and the nice water. We like being God's treasured possession. But that over there is out of our control. It's out of our control. We're actually having to start to take responsibility because up this mountain, God gives the Ten Commandments and starts saying, you need to love your neighbour as yourself. You need to take social responsibility for who you are and what you're doing to the earth. You need to take social responsibility and bless the the nations beside you. But the Israelites quite like this little camp over here. It's comfy. It's all about me and our, our journey. And God's over here saying, but I want it to be bigger than that. I want it to reach the nations. I want it to reach eternity. So over here, when they're up the mountain, Moses up the mountain, the Israelites say to Aaron, oh, come on. This is an easier path if we make our own little God. So let's melt all the things that we've got, make our own little God. We can have a party like we've never parted before. Like all the other people in all the other nations. And it can all be about gold and jewellery and parties and nice sparkly things. We like that. 
So they do. They get all the golden jewellery, make a nice little calf, have a massive party, celebrating, eating. It's all about the food and the celebration. Like all the other nations around them, it's about celebration. But God's calling them up this mountain and saying, I've got bigger things for you than that. I've got bigger things for you than material things. Bigger things than the silver and the gold. Bigger things than parties and food. I've got an eternal perspective. And God comes down the mountain and he's not very happy with them. Because he has more for his people. And I know right now, it's still quite tiring, isn't it, after COVID? Still people and myself still trying to get back in a daily rhythm and a routine and I'm not um and I'm still in that place of and I'm, I'm sure we all are in a place of trying to find a place where we can look after ourselves well and follow Jesus well at the same time and look after and do our jobs that we're meant to do but somewhere on this journey is coming God calling us up the mountain to open our eyes to bigger things for an eternal perspective that affects the nations and affects people. It's too much for us right now, but it's coming. It's coming. And I just want to, um, God's excited by it because it, it means that you will grow, that his kingdom will be, be established, that you will become fulfilled and that his purpose will be established. All those things will be reached. It's coming and don't be scared and don't be because God is still the faithful God that brought you through COVID. God is still the faithful God that carried you on eagle's wings. God is still the same God when he said you're my treasured possession. He's just got more for you, more in your worship, more in your times of quiet times with him or loud times with him or dancing times, whatever you have. He's got more so just widen your expectations of your heart. It is coming. It's coming. Trevor. Very good. You know, I think what Alison is doing there in part is, is giving us a glimpse of what's beyond the threshold. And when we spoke about it, I don't know if she just drew attention to it then, but when we spoke about it, she said, um, there's a call, first of all, to cross the threshold into his presence. Even when that's challenging and scary there's a call to cross the threshold of the mountain you know they held back and I just as we were as we were singing I said I, I and we were talking about going further up and further in I just felt this, this prayer rising in my heart Lord don't let us be those who hesitate or hold back let us be those who cross the threshold first of all whatever else there is cross the threshold means we want to cross the threshold into your presence and, and, and be aware of and be prepared for the challenge of that. So I, as we were considering about crossing the threshold, I, I, I have less about what's beyond the threshold and more about uh, uh, something that will help us in the journey to the threshold and across the threshold. So uh, Lynn brought this excellent word last week um, about buying bricks or getting bricks that to build into your life uh, that, are, um, that will build particularly resilience and capacity. Resilience and capacity. And guess I want to just speak briefly about another brick for you to get 
to build into your life that will help you on this journey. And uh, it's interesting, by the way, that uh, I, I want to talk to you, that the thing that I want to talk to you about, to the brick is, is joy, believe it or not. So Alison's here talking about, oh gosh, sometimes we're frightened to get to the mountains, so it's kind of because he's an awesome and he's a holy God. Uh, and then I want to talk to you about joy. You might think, well, do they go together? Yeah, they do. Because, you know, it says of Jesus that he loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, he was anointed with the oils of joy. And there's something about holiness and the glory of God that is totally, totally compatible with joy. Joy is not just about being happy. You know, it's, there's, there's, there's a depth and there's a strength and there's a substance to the joy of the Lord. And I really want to just speak about that because the, 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 the passage... By the way, the mountain that we come to now, it's a different mountain, but it's still, he's still an awesome God. He's called a consuming fire. But it says this mountain is a mountain where all the angels are gathered in what assembly? Joyful assembly. Joyful assembly. So this mountain where there's fire, it's a mountain of joyful assembly. So in the, the word that came to us, you'll remember, right at the very beginning of the year, was from Hebrews chapter 12. And it was this. And it kept on coming again and again. Verse 1, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, those that have proved the life of faith through what they've done, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It was for the joy that was set before him that he went through all that he, he went through on the cross. And I, I'm thinking this, Lord, I've often said, you know, the, the joy set before him, that's a joy that's to come, right? The joy that was set before him, that's an anticipated joy. And I've often said to myself, being honest with you now, Sometimes, I, Lord, I can endure it, but don't ask me to enjoy it. This I'm enduring, but I'm not enjoying. I've often said, and there's a truth in that, of course. But I find myself asking, is there, is there a way in which we can take of that future joy and bring it into the present? So I'm not just enduring. I'm not just pushing through. I'm not just being faithful there's a joy that I can anticipate now. The writer to the Hebrew says this, we taste of the powers of the coming age. I want to suggest to you one of the things we can taste of is joy. I mean, it's great. Who's, 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 great, who's really, really grateful that one day they're going to go to heaven and it's going to be full of joy? Who would like to have some of that joy now? Yeah, okay. So I want to talk about having some of that joy now. Why? Because for this journey that we're on, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We started with that song. I don't know if you noticed at the very beginning, there's a line, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'd like to sing it again later. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's possible to think of that in just kind of fairly shallow terms. If we're just happy. Joy and happiness are two different things. Recently, I went to see, talk to, and pray with Somebody who's going through an incredibly difficult time, a painful time. And 
I asked the Lord before I went, Lord, is there a word that you have for me to take to them that will help to strengthen them? And I felt the Holy Spirit say, tell them the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I said, Lord, can I have a different word? Because you can imagine going into somebody who's facing a really difficult time, just saying the joy of the Lord and your strength. In one, in one sense, it seems a little bit glib, doesn't it? Really, in one sense. And that's what I was feeling. But you have to understand, when we, and I did understand this, but I still felt, oh, Lord, this is going to be, I don't want it to sound shallow. I don't want it to sound glib. I don't want it to sound like, you know, turn that frown upside down, you know, or forget your troubles, come on, get happy. No, it wasn't that. And that was what I was afraid that it might sound like. The joy, but she received it. <laughs> I tell you, she received it really well. And what helped me to um, understand that it was so the word of the Lord for her was a, a, um, a passage from 1 Peter chapter 1. Here's where you see an anticipated joy being brought into, into now. Uh, and I just... I want to encourage you to get a hold of this joy right now and build it into your life. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power, protected there, Dania, shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. That's wonderful, isn't it? We've got this inheritance that's never going to spoil or fade. We've been born again because of the resurrection of Jesus. He's protecting us by his power. Fantastic. All that to look forward to. No. Peter goes on. In this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. So it's not minimizing the, the trial. It's not minimizing the pain. It's not minimizing the suffering, but it's saying in this, in what, in who he is, in who we are in him, in what he's done for us, in what he's doing in us, in this we greatly rejoice, however challenging it is. And believe me, this was challenging. And we have to make the choice to rejoice. I know that sounds a little bit glib, but you know, I have to tell myself that all the time. And I'm, and I'm speaking to you very, very honestly. This does not come naturally to me. I'm a miserable so-and-so, honestly, quite, for a lot of the time, really. Um, you know, I am. You remember me saying this. It's just come to my mind, so I'll say it again. But I, I, I remember saying this to you some years ago. I am a glass half empty, not a glass half full kind of guy. I am. I'm a glass half empty, and I'm still worrying that it's evaporating even as we stood here, you know. And somebody's going to knock it over and spill it. So I, I, I am naturally speaking, you know, I don't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can do faithfulness. I can do endurance. I can do doing the right thing. Lord, I'll hold on to the end. Just don't ask me to enjoy it. But God has had to teach me again and again. I'm a slow learner over the years. Trevor, make the choice to rejoice, however difficult it is. There is a joy in you. 
that you can draw from. Let me just say something about that. Just, I'm gonna, I'll kind of finish on this. Notice I say kind of. Um, <laughs> John, <laughs> John 15. That's useful. I didn't give myself the verses. Um, here are verse 9. Here's something to find joy in. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And the first thing he says, remain in me. Stay connected. Stay close. You can only do this if you're doing that. Stay close to him. Stay connected to him. Just think of Peter Crabtree. He's not here today. Just think of Peter Crabtree singing, singing to us, close to him, close to him. Why do, remember that? some of you around for that? Why do birds suddenly appear? Just a fantastic word. Keep close to him. Remain in my love. That's the key, first of all. But then it says, obey my commandments. Oh, great. I've got to do some stuff. Well, yes. But the commandment, remember, is love one another. That is all summed up in that, love one another. That means stay close to him, but then focus on others, not on yourself. When you're going through these times, stay close to him, but focus on others, not on yourself. Have any of you seen, I recommend it, have any of you seen there's a little documentary on at the moment um, called Mission Joy? And it's on, well, it's on BBC Four. Nobody watches BBC Four. You should. It's brilliant. It's got loads of good stuff on it. Everybody's watching BBC One, The Masked Singer or something. I don't know, but uh, rubbish. Just watch, watch BBC Four. And there's, a, there's a, a documentary about an interview between the Dalai Lama and Bishop Desmond Tutu. And, and they're just, both of them just overflowing with joy. But the interesting thing is, the Dalai Lama has been exiled from his land for, for almost all his life. Um, Bishop Desmond Tutu, of course, saw and experienced at first hand the horrors of apartheid in South Africa. At the time of this filming, he, he had cancer. Um, Desmond, I mean, they're both, they were great. But they were both full of joy, and that's what they were talking about was joy. Um, and both of them came up with the same message. The way to joy is to focus on other people, is to love others, be filled with compassion for others, the pursuit of happiness is not the way to get happiness. Okay, and I know joy goes deeper than happiness, but the pursuit of joy is not the way to get joy. The pursuit of joy is to stay close to God and to focus not on yourself but on other people. It's on compassion towards others. That was the key to joy. That came from both. And I was particularly impressed by Desmond Tutu because here was a man who enters very clearly into the pain of others and yet was a man overflowing with joy. So a key... To get in this joy of the Lord in you is to stay close to him, to remain in his love, but focus on others, love one another. But did you notice there was two different descriptions of joy? Did you notice that? He says, I'm telling you this so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. How many of you sometimes feel as though your joy has run out? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, really, you know, at the moment, and it's a big thing at the, at the moment with petrol, isn't it? The, the, when you see the, the, that the dial go around and it's, on, it's nearly on empty, you think, oh gosh, how much is it going to cost me to fill that now? But um, it can be feel, it feel like that with our joy sometimes. It's almost on empty. So I was reading this, I thought this is what God's saying. 
I'm telling you this, stay close to me. Don't turn in on yourself because it's easy to do that when you're going through pain. Turn outward. He says, and then my joy will be in you. It's almost like he's saying, I know it's difficult for you to get that joy right now, so here's some of mine to be going on with. Have some of my joy. Because how many of you know Jesus is joyful? He's joyful above all his fellows. I know he was, and this is why you can combine these things in the spirit in a way that you can't do just naturally. He was anointed with the oil of joy above his fellow men, and yet he was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. It's possible to be both at the same time. This is why I loved Alison's word about the lily in the valley. She corrected, she often corrects me. She corrected me when I was talking to her about it. I said, oh, I know you're going to, because she was talking to me about what she was going to preach on. I said, oh, you're going to preach how it's, how the valley is turned to joy. She says, no, no, I'm not going to turn about how, talk about how the valley is turned to joy. I'm going to say how there's joy, there's beauty actually in the valley. In the valley that you're going through, there's joy there. But the key is sometimes we've got to borrow some of his joy. And as we do that, our joy is made complete. The tank fills up. And we're able to make the choice to rejoice. So that really is all I want to say, folks. I, I know that there's so much, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be important that we do this. Because Alison says there's some challenges coming ahead in terms of what God wants to lead us into. That's before we even start thinking about cost of living and all that, you know. There's challenges ahead. I'm, I'm thinking of John's word, right, if you remember this, right at the beginning of the year. About new beginnings are great and exciting, but there's got to be closing Sometimes, and sometimes they're painful. There's an ending for this being a new beginning, and sometimes it's, they're painful. That's why I think it's important we take note in Hebrews 12. It was for the joy that was set before him, that he endured with rejoicing and with joy what was set before him. So, I'm going to recommend that you build joy into your life. Joy for the journey, to help you through the journey. Let me just pray. Ali, do you want to come and just let's pray with you and then we're, and then we're going to go back into worship and then we're going to break bread together. Oh, you've got another mic there. <clears throat> it is our privilege with the rest of the team to lead you on the journey that we're on. What we wanted to do in these off script times is just take time and say, okay, God, what have you been saying to us? Let's gather that together. Let's bring it to help encourage and sustain and bring direction. Um, but we just want to say, we are so, so grateful for you guys, for your faithfulness, for your responsiveness to, to the Holy Spirit. And we just want to pray that God would sustain you, strengthen you, keep you, keep us all. Um, and a key to that is the joy of the Lord. So let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Lord, we don't want just comfortable Christianity. We don't want to be like those Israelites who just want to have their own golden calf, as it were, because they are frightened of moving on with you up the mountain. We want to move further up and further in. We want all that you've got for us. But Lord, when we get fearful, when we're uncertain, and at times when our own personal journey is painful, Lord, we just ask that you would strengthen and sustain us. And we pray that you would help us 
in that to find joy in you. We say with the psalmist, all our springs of joy are in you, Lord. They're in you. And so we come to you, Lord. Strengthen and sustain us for the journey, Father, we pray. Yes, God, I, th I thank you that you know our challenges, that you don't stand far off, you come close. And God, not only do you come close, though, you lay before us eternity. So you don't keep our eyes small, but you see, you lay before us eternity and what you've done. And the fact that we see the end of the story. We see that you conquered death. We see that you are risen again. Amen. Especially Easter, we're remembered, remind ourselves of the joy of salvation. Amen. The joy that we have of eternity with you. And God, I thank you that even in the, even in the valleys, we yep. can see the mountaintops. We can see eternity. Even in our valley places, we can see the end of the story. God, and we can be those who are grateful and grateful for everything you've done for us. Grateful for your sacrifice. Grateful that you came into our valley. You made yourself one of us and you experienced grief and sorrow and pain. And showed us how to have joy within us. Amen. God, I just thank you for the gift of joy. I thank you that you don't leave us in a place of sorrow, but you give us that joy deep within. And I, I pray that we won't go after happiness all the time. We won't go after yeah. things outside ourselves to make ourselves satisfied. We won't go after things that outside ourselves to try and fulfill ourselves. But God, that yeah. we would come to you Amen. and that you would fulfill us. Amen. That you would be our joy. That you would be our happiness. Amen. That you would be everything to us. Amen. That yes, you Lord. would every day would be our comfort. That you every day would be our sustenance. Strength, yeah. God, that you are everything to us. Amen. And we thank you for that. Amen. Amen.